my work is in AMBO and I think I find that I have this ability most of the time, and not all the time, but most of the time to build some kind of a rapport with the people that I'm talking to. Mm. And I think I have this like relaxing semi-bogan vibe <laughs> <laughs> that puts a lot of people at ease. <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely. Yeah. My name is Elle and I am a bi-plus non-binary queer person living on Bangarang country working with Lion Wangaratta. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the lands on which this podcast episode was recorded, the Bangarang lands of the Yorta Yorta Nation and pay my respect to Elders past and present. I'd also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the various lands on which you live, work and play today and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. We recognise the important role that art has played on these lands for thousands of years and feel privileged to work alongside artists, continuing the creative practice of one of the oldest surviving cultures in the world. Always was, always will be. This episode you're about to hear is with Elle, who uses she-they pronouns and lives in Wangaratta on Bangarang land in northeast Victoria. Elle is a bi-plus genderqueer person who shares their experiences of being a queer person in regional Victoria. My family life was fantastic. I had a very supportive family, very supportive friends. And then you'd go out actually into the public and it'd be pretty... For LGBT people, it was pretty not safe. Very not safe. Um, Like, there was homophobic things that would happen at school. There was a particular person that was bullied, um, which sort of stopped everyone else coming out after that because none of the rest of us felt safe at school. And then since leaving school, of my friend group, almost all of us came out (laughs) after leaving. Wow. So I'm the only one that I know of that's come back. Come back to Wangaratta? Yeah. So I moved away. Mm -hmm. Where Um, did you move to? I moved to Ballarat. So I moved away to Ballarat, did my uni down there. So I did nursing and paramed. Um, Had a great time down there. And then I was offered a position working in emergency guaranteed emergency for full 12 months and came up here was expecting to do that and then go and do my paramedicine and go anywhere I wanted to in the state met my partner during my grad year and went well I like it here how about we stay so we ended up staying here did that surprise you that you it did very much so I had this great expectation of nope I'm going to leave again this place is too small this place isn't safe enough all these other things going on, and then didn't. And then Al, who had seen, I think there's this expectation of when you grow up in a place, you put your blinkers on to what's going on. Um, And you go, oh, well, it's always been like this. You can't fix it. Whereas Al came in and went, I can see things that can be fixed. I can see things that can be changed. And started changing them. And that thing changed my mind on the area as well. I went, oh, oh, no, this is a possibility. This is something I can do. This is something I can help with. Um, and that sort of made me more comfortable staying in the area as well. Mm. Were there people doing that same thing here or many? No. No, okay, no so. Al was the first one that I really... This is your partner, Al? Yes. Yeah. Yep. That I really saw doing anything like this. Mm. Um, like we had Shepherd in, we had Wodonga, but 
we didn't really have anyone or any group here. There was a casual group that I think tried to do coffee, but what wasn't really enticing to young people. It wasn't really anything that we could do, and they weren't doing any of the um, the stuff that we do now with advocacy and trying to get out there and trying to make it nicer in town, um, putting our name out there, putting safety into the into the region for LGBT. QI plus young people and adults and everyone else in between and rainbow families. How's it been received by the wider community? Overall, really good. You'll have your few outliers that don't like things, but they're usually the ones that don't like change or they're the ones that are um, of the mindset of, very common mindset of, you get a gay parade, why don't we get a straight parade? There's there's typical... they're going to be everywhere and we have them here as well. So, But overall, very widely, very well received. And what do you think of the difference it's made already in people's lives who've been able to access and become a part of this community? I think, I think it's made a huge change in the small amount of time we've been running already. Um, I can't speak for everyone, but even for myself, I feel a whole lot more comfortable knowing that I have the whole safety net behind me and being like, well, actually, I do know my rights now because Line taught me advocacy. Well, actually, I do know I'm allowed to do this because Line taught me that I can do this. So I think it's really good. Like, I think it's a mm. great thing that's come and happened in the region. Mm. So, yeah. But we've we've reached out to um, high schools. Like, there's multiple LGBT groups in high schools now. Like, they do little lunch sessions. It's adorable. Um and we've reached out to them and they're feeling safe and happy in the region. And they didn't, even in the short time between me going to high school and them going to high school, the bullying that was faced by us at our school in the same school isn't there anymore. Like even in that, I think it's only been about five years from one to the other and it's changed so much. So That's amazing. Yeah. What are your hopes, given that, you know, you've, you grew up here, you were schooled here, you saw it for what it was back then. What are your hopes for the future? For LGBTQ plus young people, I hope it just continues to grow how it's growing. Um, someone told me the most recent statistic is that 25% of young people identify as LGBTQIA plus um, or feel comfortable enough to be out. And I think that number is just phenomenal and amazing. And I just love that young people are so comfortable and have the words to identify with, that I just want them to keep being able to use those words, keep paving the way, keep doing what all the LGBT pioneers have done for us, make sure that we can do it for them and make sure that they then do it for the next generation. What does pride mean to you? Oh, how do you describe an emotion? <laughs> I don't know. I I think it makes me tearful, but so happy at the same time. Like almost this, almost a melancholy feeling, but a really good one, if that makes sense. Like it's it's so hard to describe proud for me. But I think I'm very proud in in what we do, in young people coming out, in seeing rainbows in random spots, in seeing rainbow elders being able to live their 
free fun lives. So I think that's just what it is. And what's your superpower? Oh, God. Talking? <laughs> if you get me talking, I don't stop. <laughs> I, think, I think that's my superpower. I work as an ambo, and I think I find that I have this ability most of the time, and not all the time, but most of the time to build some kind of a rapport with the people that I'm talking to. Mm. And I think I have this, like, relaxing, semi-bogan vibe. (laughs) (laughs) That puts a lot of people at ease. (laughs) (laughs) That's lovely. Yeah. (laughs) That's what you want sometimes walking into your house, is this this little round bogan that goes, Wow, what you done today? Come on, what are you on the floor for? (laughs) (laughs) So... What do you love most about Wangaratta? I think what I love most about Wangaratta is not necessarily the town itself, but the access. Wangaratta is like a central hub to so many smaller, prettier regions that I'm lucky enough to just be in the middle of and be like, oh, I'm going to, I choose to go up Buffalo today. Off I go. Oh, I'm going to go visit Yakandanda today. Off I go. And there's these beautiful little historic places everywhere. And these wonderful walks and wonderful hikes. And I think I just like that it's a regional centre. Mm. It's very beautiful by the river. It is. The northern beaches are lovely. And the ovens and the king and where the oven meets the king at Apex is also just stunning. Gorgeous. Thank you so much. This podcast is released every Tuesday and Friday and could not have been possible without the support of our local community partners, Midsummer and the Fair of Victoria portfolio of the Victorian State Government. Throughout the series, you will hear firsthand the successes, hopes, dreams, fears and struggles of diverse members of our community. Pridefinder, the Rainbow Road Trip, was a travelling project commissioned during the 2023 Midsummer Festival as part of the State Government's initiative, Victoria's Pride. Helen Thomas, an award-winning creative audio producer, journalist and queer ally, developed a mobile story studio with the purpose of encouraging connection, cultivating empathy and preserving people's experiences. As much of Victoria's queer history relies on verbal recount, Midsummer, Helen and the Pridefinder connected with regionally living LGBTQIA plus Victorians to help capture their unique stories. These conversations are frank, honest, and reflect the language, thoughts, history, and opinions of the individual. Views may not be shared by Midsummer or the Victorian State Government. Please keep yourself safe and refer to the show notes for specific triggers related to each episode. If something in this podcast has made you feel uncomfortable or brought up challenging feelings, please seek support from a loved one or from one of the helplines listed at the bottom of the show notes. 